Welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. It's the September 21st episode of the Um Yeah Sports Podcast. It's your quick Wednesday night episode of the show. I'm Chris, and with me, as always, is John. Hey, listeners, if you haven't subscribed, please do that. That helps us. It helps you get the latest episodes as soon as they are available. And uh, we're over on Twitter at Um Yeah Sports. Come talk to us. Hey, John, man, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I am not too bad. A couple weeks into the NFL season, Mm -hmm. starting to see who teams are for real. Yeah. A little bit mm-hmm. here and there. Uh, one team that I think is kind of surprising is the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. I The scheme, in my opinion, that Mike McDaniels has cooked up for Tua uh, is the correct one. Because in a lot of ways, I was afraid that they were going to use Tyree Kill in a very... Uh, a lot of go routes and try to yeah. get him a lot of touchdowns. And they did that at the end of the game. But at the beginning of the game, mostly it was just short little passes to intermediate passes. And he did a fantastic job with that. And that was really smart because then it built his confidence up before then. And then that allowed them to do the deep ball, uh, which also went really well for him because they've got Tyree killed. Yeah. And I think Tyree kill came at the right time. Yeah. Because in a lot of ways, people were riding off Tua and saying he's not a franchise quarterback. He can't play football. He should not have come in the NFL, blah, blah, blah. But now Tyree kills there and Jalen Waddle's there. Yeah. Uh, and Gasecki's there. So now mm-hmm. they've got a really good core of wide receivers slash tight ends that he's been doing a great job getting the ball to. Fantasy points are through the roof, at least for last season yeah. or last, last week. Last week. Yeah. Um, for both of us. But I think in a lot of ways, I don't think it's that surprising that Tua is a good quarterback. I think he just had a very interesting situation with the Miami Dolphins. He didn't have good wide receivers. He, now he's starting to have a lot of speedsters that can turn those short passes into long passes, which complements his strength quite well because then he doesn't have to always launch a deep, which is when he has a little bit of trouble with accuracy. And you could tell a lot of times when he did the deep ball, it didn't always get to the wide receiver perfectly, and, and he had to run down the ball and catch it and all that stuff. But regardless, that's, that's Tyree Kill, and Tyree Kill's job is to get back to the football no matter where it is and he does a very good job of that so i think the miami dolphins are in a great situation to have a lot of success this season beating the ravens in a very close game where they had to mm-hmm. come back in the last mm-hmm. two minutes and then the week before that pulling off victory against the patriots where their defense was absolutely dominant and they got and they did a lot of the short stuff too in that game so i'd recommend keeping that going and then to a short uh, slowly but uh, slowly will build confidence into yeah. the form where he will then be able to launch the ball deep and with accuracy. So exactly the way it should go with a new head coach, um, a new campaign, basically yeah. same quarterback, new team, Tyreek going to the dolphins yeah. was a smart decision. And it For looks sure. like it's everything's pointing in the right direction. And it should be fun to see uh, what happens. It's uh, harkens back to the Marino days, getting the ball around. Yeah. All right. So uh question for you. Why do you think that, Super Bowl winning teams have more pressure to get back to the Super Bowl uh, than the team that lost in that Super Bowl. So, for example, the Ram- the Rams, the Bengals, the Rams have more pressure to get back to the Super Bowl. No, I think they. Yeah, I think that's true. But I also think the runner up. So the runner up and the the teams that are in the Super Bowl have the most pressure, obviously, to get yeah. back. But I think in a lot of ways, there's the target on their back mentality for the Rams. So there's a lot of pressure at the beginning of the season to get back at the Super Bowl. But if they make it to the playoffs and get eliminated, the attention doesn't turn to, okay, that team sucks. Like, take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They got eliminated by the Rams, but they went to the Super Bowl the year prior and and won it. 
But then when they got eliminated, people were that are Bucks fans were upset. But the intention then turned immediately to the Rams. It didn't stick around. But for the runner-up team, the Kansas City Chiefs, there's a ton of pressure for them to get all the way back. Because if they don't, then a lot of people get upset with them and, and think a lot of, you know, like they're not a good team, they're not a good franchise, they can't get back. So the pressure kind of switches between those two teams. But I think at the beginning of the season for the Rams, if they lost the first two games, the pressure would be extreme for them. And there'd be a lot of questions. And is Sean McVay an actually good coach? Is, you know, Matthew Stafford? All those questions. But if they get to the playoffs, that, that pressure will um, go away. But for the Bengals going 0-2 at the beginning of the season, yeah. after coming out of nowhere and going to the, uh, going to the um, Super Bowl and making all the way through the playoffs and, you know, dominating, will have the most pressure out of those two teams. And I think in a lot of ways, the NFL has, you know, like I said, put a target on the back mentality for the Super Bowl winning team. But there's way more forgiveness for that team than there is for the runner-up. And I think a lot of ways it's because they brought home the hardware. They got the Super Bowl uh, trophy. They got the ring. They got the championship. If you're the runner-up, you missed that opportunity you lost. So now the pressure's on you to see are you how are you built? What's your franchise? How are they built? And can they get back to that championship? And can you even win? So I think right now what's going on is you throughout the league you notice that everyone's like really honing in on the Bengals. Their offensive line, Joe Burrow, the sacks, you know, everything is just about the Bengals and how they lost the the Cowboys in a close game. And I think the the Rams eliminated themselves from that conversation with that win that was very close against the Falcons, which was a very good game. So I think the NFL has made it so that both the teams have pressure, but I believe that the runner-up might have more pressure than the previous NFL or previous Super Bowl winning team because you hear it every year. It's like they hope to get back, but you know there's that's really difficult to do. It's difficult to repeat, mm-hmm. you know, all that information. That is what they always say, but. For the runner-up team, it's not that same forgiveness of it's hard to repeat and get back in there. It's get back in there and prove that you can, you know, hold your own against the best of the best on the, on the opposite div- uh, conference. So, I think it's an interesting dynamic of how the NFL works. And I think if the Bengals don't make it back, the microscope and the media coverage of that team in the offseason will be extreme. And the scrutiny of both the head coach, the offensive line, the GM, and Joe Burrow will be you know, amplified a hundred percent because there's a ton of good AFC teams. So if they can't make it back, it's because you got to go through the dolphins. They got to go through the bills. Uh, they got to go through the ringer to get back. You got to go to the chiefs possibly if they are able to beat the bills and stay in or whatever, but they got to go through a really good AFC to get back to the super bowl. So they should have just as much forgiveness, but the microscope it's kind of amplified. And we saw that with Joe Burrow, like saying in a press conference, like, let's just relax. It's just two games, plenty of time, work through it, get it back, come on. And trying to get the media off his back a little bit and the way they've been playing. But it's just an interesting situation of how much media time we hear about the Bengals and how little we hear about the Rams and how after they lost to the Bills, it was not really like this team's a bust. It's more like, okay, they made a mistake. There's a couple turnovers. If he, okay, they came back and won, so that pressure is gone. So I think it's an interesting situation that the NFL see, finds itself in. I think this doesn't really just fall in the NFL. I think this falls everywhere. Like even in basketball, the 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 uh, Celtics have a lot of pressure to get back on them. So it's just the way it works. Where I feel like, and this is something I was just thinking about the last few days: is why is the pressure just on one team or the other, and why is it just on the runner-up? But I think that's probably why it's. You were there, you lost. Now get back there and win and prove that you can, you know, ha- hold your own. Otherwise, 
what was really the reason you won, which is kind of the weirdest thing I've ever heard in in media is when people ask what really happened Mm -hmm. because it's the same team. What really happened was the competition got better and they struggled in a game and it came back to the last second and a field goal ended up losing them the game. It's not like anything changed. They're the same team. The same coach. Now, if there's a coaching change, you can ask something that what 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 ended up happening. But mm-hmm. it's just the way that the NFL works, where there's going to be ebbs and flows. And now, I believe we're just a couple years out from seeing a vast majority of these teams that were historically bad over the last you know decade, yep, becoming really good. And teams that we were thought of as really good, maybe even taking a step back, and those teams amplifying themselves. So everything is becoming a little more equal, and I think that's what we're starting to see in well, the that's standings. That's what the NFL. That's what the NFL wants. Right. They want to. That's why they put the draft the way it is, yeah. where the losing team gets better drafts. So they can mm-hmm. eventually catapult themselves no longer if it takes 10, yep. 15 years. Yep. Um, before we talk a little bit about the games upcoming, uh, any games that you want to talk about from last week that. Uh, caught your eye or anything interesting happening and yeah i think there was a couple of interesting games uh one being jimmy garoppolo be coming back from that trade yep. injury which yep. is terrible for me especially because mm-hmm. it's a season ending ankle fracture so that sucks because he's gonna have to try to find his footing again in a franchise that seems pretty much stuck with jimmy garoppolo uh but like i mentioned the Bengals uh, lost the cowboys cooper rush held his own way better than i thought he was going to be able to and, and ended up being able to win that game but I think the games that everyone was talking about was, you know, the Dolphins game, which I think we talked about quite a bit. The Lions beating the Commanders after the Commanders made a little bit of a late surge to kind of come back to that game, but it wasn't enough. The The Lions just literally just walked all over them. Carson Wentz got sacked multiple times. Hutchins, Hutchinson, you know, made his presence felt with three sacks in the first half. So he was really dominant. And I think in a lot of ways, uh, St. Brown was... D- a dominant Swift was dominant. Jerry Goff looked way better than he did in the first game. He was throwing the ball way more accurately, getting more, you know, deep balls. He just needs to dial it back a little bit because he's overthrowing his wide receivers a little bit. But once it all clicks, this franchise is going to be really, really good. And I'm excited to see what the Lions do, especially with that one-on-one record, which is a lot of teams records uh, and, and wide open for anyone to take advantage of. But I think in a lot of ways, there was a couple of really close ones, but you know, the games that that were like the best games that everyone's like th- t- thinking about. And then also the Bills absolutely destroying the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, that Josh one was Allen. surprising. That one. Well, I think one. the Tennessee Titans are in the AFC are one of the most middle of the road teams as they come. In the so you AFC. think they're overhyped? I think I, I think they're going to be good. And I think it's going to restore what's going to have to happen is Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry are going to have to be on the way out before they start to get on the uptake again because Derrick Henry has been really good and is good, but I feel like he's in the last couple of games in the last couple of months, you know, right after the end of last season and into this season hasn't been as dominant as you really like, as you remember him being, I mean, in that game, the bills just absolutely stopped him just getting him behind the line, making sure he really can't get anything going, not really been able to do much. And maybe that foot injury set him back a little bit and he's still battling through it. But his attitude is really just grind you, grind you, grind you. And then in the fourth quarter, destroy you. He really couldn't do that in the, in the playoffs, namely because of the injuries. Maybe that's a little bit of the afterburner there. But I feel like Ryan Tannehill definitely needs to give weight for um, Malik Willis to come in. Traylon Burks, Robert, uh, or, um, 
Mr. Mr. Trees, Bobby Trees, but um, those guys need to come in and, and play, and then we'll start to see the little bit of the uptake for the Titans. But that was not surprising, in my opinion. The Bills are one of the best AFC teams, and if they can't make it back to the Super Bowl, I'm going to be so sad because Josh Allen deserves that that victory. Uh, after every, like coming from the college he came from, building himself, working, 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 and now becoming this good with Stefan Diggs. The fact that the Vikings gave him up is actually quite surprising. But those are the biggest storylines other than or a couple of really close games. I mean, the other biggest storyline is the fact that the Giants are undefeated at 2-0. and Yeah. That's hmm. a little bit surprising. Yeah. Uh, I like Brian uh, Duball. I think it's... I think that's probably not correct. But I really like him as a head coach. I think he's using Daniel Jones correctly. Saquon Barkley is looking like an absolute monster. They're looking good. The only thing that's a little bit of an issue is Kenny Gallandet does not look like – I think it's Kenny Gallandet. One of the wide receivers does not like the fact that he's not getting the amount of touches that he thinks he deserves. But I also heard the rumor that it's possible. There's also a couple rumors floating around. One about a possible OBJ uh, reunitement. And the other one around Lamar Jackson possibly coming to the Giants um, and you know playing for them mm. after this season if they can't get a long term deal because they've got eight million in cap space next season. Well, don't so. tell don't tell uh, Daniel Jones that. <laughs> Daniel Jones knows his fifth year option is not picked up, so he's going to have to play the greatest year of football he's ever played. Okay, all right. Well, let's wait till Friday to talk about this weekend's games there's some... well this game on tomorrow we'll okay yeah Steelers what's tomorrow browns steelers browns okay that's that's decent two that's one a... and one teams fine game yeah i think that's a that's a good one so thursday it's what you come to expect thursday, night, thursday well, night football no i you know i think that actually they've they with the the amazon transition here they've they had a great game last stepped week. up the stepped up the quality of the of the matchups for thursday the nights. chargers and the chiefs was a great thursday yeah, matchup yeah so uh so yeah so that'll be fun and then uh let's but let's wait till friday to talk about the uh like you know what we think we didn't mention was the 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 uh, Monday night two games. That was fun having the double header. Yeah, the that was cool. And the Vikings and the. Uh, I think they're going to do that a few times. This they're doing season. a couple more times later, yeah. but unfortunately, I turned my attention way more to the Bills yeah. to watch the. Yeah. <laughs> they were both kind of lopsided games. Yeah. So that's what kind of Vikings wasn't so cool, but destroyed. Yeah, and uh, Aaron Judge, what 60? 60 yeah, home 60 runs. Sixty home runs, and that's a lot. Tied Babe Ruth. What's well, a lot most in a season by a Yankee. All right, cool. Let's get out of here. All right. All right, man. Listeners, thank you for listening. We appreciate you. Please do subscribe if you haven't done so already. Also, go check out www.umyasports.com for the latest sports news and headlines curated for you from around the web. Go to the local sites. We go to the socials and we just kind of like aggregate it all, bring it all together for you. It's free. There's no ads on there um, except for the podcast. So, but you already know about that. So, cool. See you next time. See you. All right. God bless.